0: oh gosh that's funny that's really funny do you like my florida flag i put it up yesterday
1: yeah it's pretty good i have the vatican flag hung up because i'm not a freaking colonialist
0: these colors don't run but i do (laughs) what
1: (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) what is this show that we do i don't i don't understand (laughs) Do you want to just you want to go? Yeah, let's just go. Welcome to the Crunch, it's your boy Ethan.
0: And I'm Patrick.
1: And it's been a long day. Has it been? Has it been? We so as you know, I'm a missionary at the University of Tulsa, home of the Golden Hurricane Rain Cane. Uh, but I am also a graduate of Kansas State University, home of the Wildcats. ema baby, rain, rain, not rain cane. Opposite of rain, not rain cane, not rain cane. Fire me and up, Hurricane. So every other day of the year, I'm a big Tulsa guy, like huge on Tulsa, like everything, all about the the cane. You know, yeah, um, of course. The and but today is the one day a year that, well, maybe not one. I don't know. <laughs> K State played Tulsa in basketball, and they were here, and so I went to the game. Uh, be decked in all of my uh k state apparel, so i've got just to just to give you a rundown I've got k state socks on I'm wearing tights i've got purple shorts on wait Owned wait wait the wait 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 they sell k okay. state tights they're not k state specific tights oh, you just own tights i just i just own a pair of tights okay moving on for the for the cold winter days um oh I see yeah.
0: I or guess when I you want when you <laughs> just
1: want you want to look at your legs without kind of being weird about it. It's like, oh. <laughs> anyway, um there's a personal problem that I have. K-State shorts, purple shorts. I've got my K-State jersey on over my hoodie, the classic look. For those of you that you were at Seek 2720 SLS 2018. Yeah. Similar combo to what I wore on stage to dance during the breakdancing portion.
0: You were robbed, by the way.
1: I was robbed. And I've had multiple students here at Tulsa, and uh, I was at a focused recruitment weekend last weekend. People came up to me and they said, you're the guy that danced, right? I was like, yeah. You got robbed. I I can't believe that a year later people still remember that and are vouching for me.
0: But I understand it.
1: We're we're out here. But anyway, the game. So I went to the game, and I'm bedecked, right? And obviously, like, all my boys – I've got a bunch of guys in in Bible study from the fraternity, and I go down and I I stand with them, and I'm like just hanging out, and they're kind of like whatever. Ethan went to Case State, ha ha, funny. And then I get up to like go get a drink, and Matthew, my disciple, says, "Hey, why don't you 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 should stick around?" And I said, "Oh, what for?" And I like walk towards him.
0: Oh no, rookie! As mistake. if to
1: sit down, and then all of them grab me, pin me to the ground, and take off my jersey and my shorts. And I was just sitting there just in front of everybody. I can't believe you didn't see that coming. I, well, I was just, I was just wanting to be their friend. I wanted to be accepted.
0: I probably would have helped
1: them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was brutal. And then I went over to sit with the soccer team. They did the same thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ethan's like, my school spirit has gotten in the way of my mission. I must forsake I my home.
1: <laughs> exactly. I've been <laughs> birds in the sky, foxes, but Ethan has nowhere to rest his school spirit.
0: His school spirit. <laughs> Can you see K-State from Tulsa? Because it's so flat. Are you, was that was that yeah. a flat Midwest <laughs> joke? <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. really good. Thanks. Um, so just wanted to let you know, I'm kind of in a vulnerable state right now just because I've been undressed twice in the past uh, four <laughs> hours. So uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. How are you doing? What's What's going on with you?
0: Oh man, I was so cranky like all day today. Because you,
1: what happened? Why did Bob Evans do that to you?
0: I, I, I don't know. So, like,
1: (laughs) I, Bob, what are you doing? Bob,
0: what, this is supposed to be a family farm. What are you doing? Everybody,
1: everybody get on Twitter and tweet at Bob Evans and say hashtag free Patrick. Hashtag
0: free Patrick. I, Oh, man, the problem with serving is that they give you, like, a time you have to be there, and they freak out if you're not there right on time, and then they, they tell as you. As most jobs do. As mo- no, no, no. You yeah. say that
1: as if it's, like, a weird thing. No, to no, I'm, always, to I'm always on time. I'm always on time. Okay, but okay, they always make okay. a
0: huge deal when you're, like, not, like, right on time or early. And then okay. um when they have, like, the time you can leave, right, but you don't – you're not allowed to leave until you get cut. And what? then even when you're cut, if you still have tables, you're still not allowed to leave what yeah so that's how serving works everybody tip your servers so much money that it makes you never want to go out to eat again and the food service industry just goes bankrupt because that's what needs to happen tipping is stupid it's the worst I hate this system I don't make money sometimes and that doesn't do you, make Is up. it
1: like a, is it a tip pool at Bob Evans?
0: Oh no. They were talking about doing a tip pool. And I was like, I'm, I'm putting all my cash in my shoe. Like, sorry, I didn't get tipped. Yeah. I mean, like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it just, it sucks. Cause like people don't tip and then people tip $2 or $1 on like a $40 check. And you're like, can you mm. just not tip me? I'd much rather you just not tip me. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. And, and so it's, uh, it's. It's a rough day. It was a rough day at at the farm. But, you know, I I do have fun serving why do you, sometimes.
1: Why do you keep calling the Bob Evans that you work at the farm? Because <laughs> Bob Are you kill are you killing the pigs there like in the back?
0: <laughs> yeah, everything's farm fresh down at Bob farm Evans. Farm
1: fresh at Bob Evans. Have you ever K-3. been to a Bob
0: Evans? Have you been to a Bob Evans?
1: I've never I've been by a Bob Evans. I've never been inside of the Bob Evans.
0: Okay, so Bob Evans is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, after love- that after that introduction <laughs> that's exactly what I was expecting you to say. Bob Evans is a place where everyone is someone where we treat <laughs> where we treat strangers like friends and friends like family <laughs> and family like strangers again. Sometimes uh, <laughs> you gotta go where everybody, everybody knows your name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bob Evans is like this farm-themed restaurant. It was like started by... Really? Yeah, it's, it's, Bob Evans is an actual farmer who like started a restaurant in Rio Grande, Ohio. And uh, yeah, so like the, the jingle is like, Bob Evans down the farm. And so I always make <laughs> jokes about like... I always make jokes like, yep, it's, it's a great day down on the farm. Or like when I'm feeling particularly ironic at work. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so... I, I well, always extra make irony
1: sense. sprinkled into their their service. A little bit day.
0: of extra I, I'm so I I need I, I need to go to Irony Aholics Anonymous. ironics Anonymous.
1: Yeah. You like go up to a table and say, "Welcome to Bob Evans. I'll be your farmer, Patrick.
0: <laughs> I'll be your farmhand. Uh, what can we uh, What can hand. we slaughter what can I, back? What can for I, for I, I a, rustle up for what you? What can you? I rustle up for you today, huh?
1: <laughs> if I was a well server, died. no matter <laughs> <laughs> Gets the wall. Uh, <laughs> oh man if i was a server no matter where i was i would always say what can i rustle up for you <laughs> if i said a mexican restaurant if i was in an italian restaurant if i was at mcdonald's like regard it does not matter oh if i'm ever gosh. a server it'd be a hi welcome to jose peppers what can i rustle up for you
0: <laughs> my my trainer always used to say what you cooking as if they were <laughs> cooking the food <laughs> It made them feel as if they were involved. They're in a the part process. of the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, it's like, <laughs> what my I, I've come up I've come up with a couple of a couple of like stock things that I throw at people, like jokes and stuff. For instance, when people uh-huh. order a coffee and a water, uh-huh. I'll ask them either if they want cream. If they want cream, like, I'm like, Oh, you want cream? And they go, Yeah, sure. And then I go, How about in the coffee? Implying that I was gonna put cream in their water, and they love it every time
1: do they really oh and yeah magic. they I always. Got they bad, always... <laughs> i got some bad news they, they're they laughing to be nice
0: that's not true at all the old is people it? the old people that eat at bob evans well, die they think it's so funny like they uh, haven't heard oh it the dude, old yeah.
1: people that eat at bob evans they literally die because they're so old and we have to cart them out ooh.
0: is that what you're ooh, saying ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah
1: what i'm saying is this is all to point to the fact that you work in a in a geriatric <laughs> institution. It's a halfway home between life and death, is what Bob Ooh. Evans is. Uh,
0: it's so good. no, it's so funny because every time I have a conversation with a customer older than fifty, they talk uh-huh. about how Bob, oh, Bob Evans ain't how it used to be. I tell you what, I used to come here and you he used to get a big slap of sausage for for nine cents. And I'm like, <laughs> so uh, and I'm like, yep, things are really changing here on the farm. <laughs> Farms, they are a change. You just can't
1: keep up with the industrialization of the rest of the breakfast (laughs) force. Like, how are we ever gonna? So, what I'm picturing in my mind is that these old these old folk go home and get on their Bob Evans fan page on Facebook, (laughs) and they all just complain to each other. No, they're not using a different social media network. Oh, absolutely. Um, Well, I don't know what else they would use. Maybe there's like a Yelp page of like this. (laughs) They're on Yahoo
0: Answers.
1: (laughs) Has really gone downhill since 1973. (laughs) Oh gosh, that's so f fu- it's funny to me that there are Bob Evans stands. Like that's that's so Yeah, funny. like
0: there's there's opinions on Bob Evans. Yeah. Yeah, like
1: uh, <laughs> Oh man. Do you think do you think there'll ever be a great reunification between the Bob Evans and the Cracker Barrel fans?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we're all we're all one. Do of you think
1: them they'll them. ever they'll ever they'll join forces?
0: I don't think they'll ever reconcile their differences.
1: It's sad really. It is really sad. I remember oh, when they decided to
0: change. They decided to change uh, their their bread. The bread is like the key thing at Bob Evans. They, they we always get like free okay. banana bread or biscuits or rolls or whatever. Yeah, they used to serve okay. them two at a time, and they started serving them one at a time. Oh my gosh, we almost mm-hmm. had a riot on our hands. Those old really? people were like, "You're cheating us out of our out of our bread," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'll <laughs> get you as much bread as you want. Please don't kill me." <laughs>
1: Listen, listen, Richard, you can go to the store and get bread. Like We're not the only get place yourself. <laughs> you can get bread anywhere. You could bring bread in if you wanted to. We, we would not say stop anything. You. The restaurant we will industry
0: not... will do anything to keep your business. It's it's freaking insane. I mean, I've had customers be so rude to me. And I told my manager, I'm like, hey, can we like tell them to stop being rude to us? And he's like, nope, because they might leave. They might not pay for their meal. And I'm like, you're kidding me. $15? Not even. It's a $9 meal. $9 is worth my dignity. That's rich. All right. Ugh.
1: Yeah. You end up with people kind of like Will Ferrell at the end of Kicking and Screaming when he gets banned from that coffee shop because he is taking too many shots of espresso and like physically <laughs> assaulting people. And he's like, you need my business. And they're like, we don't. <laughs> we don't need your business. We really don't need your business. He's like, but I'm a card carrying member. It's like, that's a card for a video store. I just watched Kicking and street Screaming last did? night. They did um they should i make had a a this mo- they should this weird modern
0: version called kicking and streaming
1: <sighs> <clears throat> thank you all for listening please pray for us we'll be praying for you
0: <laughs> <laughs> i tried slurping but i should not have tried slurping
1: that's a did you choke on your own your whiskey <laughs> did, on my whiskey mm.
0: don't try slurping alcohol it may be don't funny. try this at home kids it may be funny for the bit it's not okay I want to talk about how I hate Christmas songs.
1: Is that really the the topic you wanted to go on? I week? am
0: so done with Christmas songs already. Not because it's early. Okay. Not because, oh, it's Advent, idiots. No, that's not why I'm done with Christmas songs. I'm done with Christmas songs because every Christmas song talks about, it's it's not about Christmas. It's just about how what it's like in December in New York City. That's what every Christmas song is about. Have you heard Silver Bells? That's all it's about. It's like, oh, yeah. people, people rush in wearing snow coats, singing <laughs> about New York City in the air. There is well, what you're describing is not silence. a Christmas what? song. Yeah, it's a Christmas not. Song. It's not.
1: not It's a, just a winter song, ah. which is fine.
0: There are songs about summer. Is that true?
1: The summer of 69. Down, 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 down. It's a really nice song. Mm. Um, Or there's songs about fall. Um. The Boys of Fall by like Kenny Chesney or something. is about football players. Um, and there's certainly songs about springtime. Vivaldi. so I don't I, know why
0: I didn't go with Vivaldi's The Four Seasons for all four of the seasons. I, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I forgot that he had more than one.
0: Um, there's songs about just... all the planets. Uh, Earth, <laughs> uh, Gustav Holtz, Jupiter. <laughs> um, that was some classical music reference. No, I'm just... Uh, the, I was in I was in Office Depot the other day and as you, as you were, as I was and printing out my thesis and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there there was this song by train called Shake Up the Happiness. <laughs> if you've ever heard it before, no, I've it is an abomination and must be stopped. It is. Can, you, can you sing? Can you um,
1: sing a little bit of it for us?
0: It, um, uh, I'll quote it. Um come on shake up the uh-huh. happiness shake up okay. shake up the happiness come on mm-hmm. shake up the happiness it's okay. christmas time
1: oh yeah i mean that seems pretty uh innocuous
0: uh oh, oh sorry sorry shake it up wake it up wake up the happiness shake up the happiness it's christmas time Um, once upon a time in a town like this, a little girl made a great big wish to fill the world with happiness and be on Santa's magic list. Shake it up. Shake up the happiness. Shake up the happiness. And I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I, it was just the most like mind numbing song. And I just felt so empty and sad when I listened to it. You know why? You know what I mean? Oh, no, you, no I'm, I'm asking if you I'm asking if you sympathize.
1: Oh I just don't listen to any of it. I Sorry, I like, I don't sympathize because I just tune it all out.
0: Okay, alright
1: Like this is the thing is everyone gets mad every year about Mary Did You Know and I'm like I've never heard that song and if I have heard it I don't remember hearing
0: it. I like Mary Did You Know. We're not going to talk about that
1: We don't need to talk about it but it's like I when I go into a store I don't even register that there's Christmas music playing most of the time. No, because I, I I don't I, I... I don't go out of my way to listen to Christmas music. I don't. I don't participate in the seasonal because like, it's Advent. I don't want to listen to Christmas music. It's Advent. It's different. It's a different time. I listen to Christmas music when it's Christmas time, but until then, I'm just doing the same thing that I normally do with a little bit of extra of fasting. <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of Advent. Like it's just that. That's the thing, right? Well, I mean, I don't. I don't. I really I don't really care. And maybe that's just because I'm a Grinch, but. Ad-
0: Advent is a time for reflecting on the birth of Christ and the coming of Christ in the sense that we are waiting for the second coming of Christ. Uh-huh. And so I think that there's something to be said about reflecting on the incarnation. Well, never Advent. do
1: that. So that's out the window.
0: <laughs> no, cuz like I I'm, I'm li- I listen to these these uh these Christmas songs, right? They're on the radio all the time and like they're all over mm-hmm. the place and like I'm not even talking about like sort of religious songs. Mm-hmm. Like Mary, did you know the somewhat controversial Catholic Twitter song Mary, did you know? Right. Um, I like I listened I listened to Winter Snow by Audrey Asad, and I, I made a I made a Spotify playlist called Good Modern Christian Music Christmas Music, and I listened to it today on my like my way to to dinner and back, and mm-hmm. I was like taken out of myself and like placed in the mystery of the incarnation, and it was like a really it was a really good Advent experience for me. And I like want, I want that to be the experience that we all have leading up to Christmas. I don't want right. only 20 more shopping days until Christmas. I don't want that mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. the deal, you know? Cause like we talked about this with father Harrison a while ago, like, Oh, well we need an incarnational evangelization. That's what it's all about, you know? But like, uh-huh. we don't really, we don't really, uh, understand the mystery and the majesty of the incarnation. So oh, it's going to be really hard to have an incarnational evangelization.
1: Sorry. This is crazy that you're like talking about this stuff. Cause this is what I wanted to talk about too. Oh, um,
0: let's go. It's about to be a great episode.
1: I know it's huge. So, Oh man. Cause a lot of, we can, I mean, we can talk more about like music and secularism, but we could also talk that to death too, but it's just the,
0: no, that was just a fun rant to get us in the mood to talk about this.
1: Right? Oh, the incarnation. Oh, yeah. baby, that's what's good. So
0: this was a train. Ah, uh, I'm shaking uh, everything. Up oh, right oh, now. shake up the happiness. It's shaking it everybody up. Time. <laughs> everybody,
1: if you're sitting still right now, do a little shake. Do a little do shake. Shake
0: up, shake shake up the shake. happiness.
1: Shake up that happiness. <laughs> um, this is a workout podcast now. Um. So. I had been reflecting a lot about. So I went to this recruitment weekend in Kansas City last weekend mm-hmm. for focus and awesome weekend got to spend 3 days with a bunch of really solid guys. It was it was men only, which is great. Um
0: they're really solid. They were like you like you push them over and they wouldn't move. They were really solid. Well that's
1: guys. that's you could knock those boys over with a pail of water. Um <laughs> and so it was a bunch of applicants and then a bunch of missionaries who were all like my friends that I made at training and everything. Um, And one of the one of the recruitment or not recruitment, the uh, regional directors, John Mark, who I want to have on the podcast very, very soon. um, He we had like a five minute conversation about scripture that rocked me. Um, He was telling me about how John one like changed his life. Or the first chapter of John. Yeah. And it, it deals with this incarnation. Right. And I don't know if I just never understood it before or nobody ever told me or maybe I just needed like. To be in this in that space at that time to really grasp it. But um I mean, what what is the first chapter of John? It says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Like and we we read that and we're like, oh, cool. Like Jesus is the logo. So like we chuck out these like terms that we might have heard before. Um, but like do we really understand what that means? Like the the word being made flesh. The word being made incarnate. What does that mean? What does that actually like? And I had this really deep, profound like experience with scripture from the way that like this conversation went down. Of like the when we, I get stuck in this trap all the time of reading the Bible as if it's like the just a historical text. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something we talked about with Father Harrison, too, of like, this is just like things that happened and it's good for me to learn from them. And now I'm looking at scripture in a completely different way because it's it's the the words on the page and the things that I'm reading is God. And God is talking to me through those words. That I'm reading because he's he's there. It's not like he's in the book, like of some kind of like pagan sort of thing, but. The the word is God. The, like when you read the Bible, you are encountering the God that said, let there be light. You are encountering the second person of the Trinity that walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. You are encountering Jesus Christ, the word made flesh through the incarnation and so often we read the the old testament the new testament gospels letters whatever it is as if it's just like oh these are things that happened or this is a nice this is a nice prayer even or this is a good poem or um you know this is this is, is a this weird is,
0: poem i don't want to read it right
1: anymore. this is a weird poem i don't want to read it like this is this is just a list of rules this is whatever but but we don't have that that incarnational mindset that you're talking about of like we are literally like holding yeah god in our hands and he's like giving that to us and i'm just like
0: what <laughs> i don't know what that means i mean it's it's crazy and, that you bring up john one because i was reflecting on john one this morning at mass mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: because i accidentally went to the extraordinary forum today i only oh. ever go to the extraordinary forum on accident i only patrick's have
1: a trad patrick's <laughs> a trad and Pat- um trad trick
0: Pat-trat. Trad, Trick, Nev. Pat, Trad. Pat, Trad. So, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the last gospel after uh, the Mass has ended, uh, everyone stands. Oh, and it's and every
1: time in every, every like, We mass, Don't do it anymore.
0: It's so sad. Every Mass, they Ugh. read John 1. John 1. And it, the reason why is because John 1 starts off the way that Genesis does it's just like when i i was reading it today i was like oh "Oh my gosh like sorry i'm just shook i'm laying
1: down right now like i'm (laughs) can keep going i'm listening the incarnation
0: is a new beginning john just starts off just like in the beginning and you're just like taken to this like black void of darkness and nothing you're like in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life. The life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. He's reading it. as like he's speaking it in, in this like, in this like past tense um, historical, like, like storytelling. He's like, he's like, yeah. he, it's like John walks on the stage and he's like,
1: Right. This beginning. is the intro. It's
0: just – and you're just, and like the – Before it's like, the it's intro like, music comes in. It's like it's like when you're at the planetarium on your fourth grade school field trip, and the mm-hmm. guy walks on stage, and he goes, space, and then, then all of a sudden the lights light up, and there's stars <laughs> over, and it's like, the final <laughs> frontier. <laughs> <laughs> every
1: fourth grader – Never mind, but they all they all just wet start like, they wet themselves. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Space is
0: so big, but the word is bigger. And
1: half the half the kids vomit to the side because they can't handle the the domed uh, projection above them.
0: <laughs> they have vertigo or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, I there's just so much to Christ. I've been in this Christology class all semester, and that's what I keep going back to. Is like there's so much. About him, that we're never gonna understand. Like I even there's so much that about him that Thomas Aquinas wrote about that I'm never gonna understand. So let alone me understanding all of him. Like uh-huh. Thomas Aquinas writes stu- writes stuff and answers to questions like, did Christ save us by way of atonement? Did Christ save us by way of reparation? Um, uh-huh. like uh, I those are two separate questions. I never thought about that before. Saint Thomas Aquinas. Um, Who killed Christ? Were they responsible? Did Christ uh, kill himself? Did Was he responsible for his own death suicidally? Like, uh, I never thought about that. Like, And so, and so Thomas Aquinas, hey, Thomas, Thomas
1: Aquinas, <laughs> how much time do you have on your hands, son? Uh,
0: more like St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. He's just, he's just going on and on. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, please stop my brain. Um, But like there, the, there's so much to like the child Jesus. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Christ in since the beginning had three types of knowledge he had the beatific vision which is unmediated knowledge of who God is he had infused knowledge of natural and supernatural things and he also had acquired knowledge which is something that we all have um we
1: only we only get 33 percent of the knowledge Jesus had (laughs) yeah pretty much that's I mean, I'll take it, but... I'll
0: take it, but... I mean, if you want to put it that way. We we can also get infused knowledge and then eventually receive the beatific vision, but, like, infused knowledge is prophecy, right? So it's, like, infused knowledge of natural or supernatural things. So Christ, from the beginning of his conception, knew everything. Which is just nuts. He knew... No, 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 no. No, it's not just that he... It's not even just that he knew what... Um, like the tallest mountain in the world was, or mm-hmm. like he knew how to walk around Nazareth. It's just like he knew who you who you are. Yeah, yeah. And like uh. he knew me. And oh, dude, that's th- crazy. And this like, little baby.
1: Oh, sorry, it's like uh, so, when I <laughs> sometimes I pray. Sometimes like I pray too.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like sometimes I reflect on the passion. Like it's really easy to like think of an adult Jesus. Um, who is, like, going through the Passion, Death, and Resurrection, it's like, oh, he's thinking of me as he's going through all of those things. But also, like, when he's 10 years old and, like, just doing chores, like, he's thinking of me, you know? And, like, doing it all for me and you and everybody
0: listening. Also, that child that's sweeping up the the floor is also maintaining the universe and holding it, it into existence. Right, it's just it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, the... the... <laughs> The little the little kid that's lying oh. in, in a in a bed of grass is also maintaining the planets. <laughs> he moves oh, gosh. Okay The two most significant moments of Christ's life, the incarnation and the and the and the death, um he commands a celestial movement. Mm-hmm. He moves the star and he eclipses the sun uh uh-huh. at the at the cross um it's just insane to think about this person and i i think i'm finally kind of coming to understand what it means to love Jesus as a person
1: uh huh cuz i'm i'm
0: cuz i'm kind of i'm kind of starting to see him in people
1: okay well that's you know, good.
0: And I'm not I'm not just saying that as like, oh like I see like I see Christ <laughs> in you. It's like uh-huh. no, like I'm I'm kind of starting to think of Jesus like talk to him like I talk to you. Mm-hmm. And like accept guidance from him like I accept guidance from my missionary partners, Chris and Gordon in Houston. Like I'm What about
1: me? You know, I guide you. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I be in the can I be in the mix?
0: I was just I was just choosing different adjectives to describe different people it's It's fine fine. if that's all i am to use an adjective that's okay (laughs) and it's like it's crazy because that that same person that i can have a personal relationship with also moves the sky around Uh (laughs) yeah we we need to have more conversations about the incarnation Mm -hmm. because each era of the church uh-huh. it needs different ways of uncovering the mystery of christ mm-hmm. and i think that um we want to our first instinct is to do what our forefathers have done right and so we look at we look at everything that saint thomas aquinas did and we're like okay i need to write books on jesus right it's like all right mm, no well, i don't want some do of us do pope <laughs> pope pope benedict needed to write books on jesus yeah, um, true. Some people don't. Most people don't. Um, please, most people don't write books about Jesus. Um, but everyone needs to have a conversation about the incarnation. I think. Actually, you know what? I scratch what I said. It's not even a. It's not even a generational thing. I think everybody before us had conversations about Jesus because a random peasant who lives in Assisi didn't read the writings of Saint Thomas Aquinas. Um, mm-hmm.
1: A random peasant in Tulsa, Oklahoma, didn't read the writings of Saint. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs>
0: A random peasant who lives in Steubenville, Ohio, tried to read the Saint Thomas Aquinas,
1: and now is talking about it on a podcast.
0: Um, actually, Saint Thomas Aquinas is very uh, is very concise, and I've kind of st- I've started to finally get a hang of like how he writes. I'm like, okay, cool. Whenever he you says mean a number, he's concise. He's, he's he's okay. Concise maybe wasn't the right word. He's very he's yeah. very uh he's very deliberate in his language. Yeah. It's That's- I I've started I've found the secret to reading Saint Thomas Aquinas is uh, every time he says a number. Uh circle the number and underline the list. So he says like man can be redeemed in, or man can be said to belong to God in two ways. One by the fact that he is a creature and two, and the fact that he belongs to God in charity. We lost our belonging to God the second way when we sinned, but never ceased to belong to him the first way. Right. That's really concise, you know? Uh Yeah. Yeah. that makes sense. But it's like, it's like jumbled up in all of this like translated English. So you're like, okay, I got to hunt for it. Um, And that's how I'm studying for my Christology final on Monday. (laughs) Uh, Pray for me. Anyway. um.
1: Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
0: Yeah, I want I want to have more conversations about the incarnation and I want to listen to more music about Jesus being born because I love the incarnation. I my intention for Advent is to grow in devotion to the child Jesus because devotion to the child Jesus means that you're going to become more childlike and it means that then that, that means that you're probably going to get to heaven faster. And I really want to get to heaven faster.
1: Is it bad that I have no desire to listen to more music about the incarnation of the of Jesus? No. Um. Okay. Good. Do you feel so, bad about it? No, I don't. It's, hmm, it's just weird. Like really- how, it's like mean, how, because it's the the way to me for me, it's like the the obvious answer is not music, but it's just scripture and like reading the the infancy narrative, um, in Luke you know like that's to me like what i want to focus on and pray with and like see where god is leading me like through that in this time you know not that i not that music is bad or wrong yeah but i feel very drawn towards scripture specifically like in this time just because of this like new understanding of who god is and who how he wants to communicate with me um Mm -hmm. because i but it's insane to me that I'm I'm walking around here, 22 years old, and I'm like, ah, I read the Bible sometimes, but check out this uh, Saint Augustine fella. He's he really knows what he's talking about. And it's like, do you Ethan? Do you know what you're saying? Like, do you understand <laughs> what, like, what you're doing when you when you just don't read the Bible, and. I don't know. That's what I want to call myself too. And it's what I'm trying to call like my guys here too, of like this renewed understanding of prayer this renewed understanding of what it means to actually encounter Jesus in, in the Bible and like allow him to lead you in conversation and in our lives and not just like see it and read it and be like, Oh, he was a good guy. I should try to be a good guy. And it's over, you know? Yeah, it's like if the if the Lord if the universe can be sustained by this baby that's laying in a in a manger in a feeding trough, um, then it's like that we should not just operate on like normal parameters. Like this, I don't know. I'm I'm just repeating what you're saying, but
0: well, yeah, because I was talking to one of my coworkers and he just mentioned that he wasn't baptized, and so we just started talking about that. Um, and I was like, Oh, you like weren't like raised Christian at all. Like not just like baptized and left. He's like, no, I was just never baptized yet. Um, I like jokingly said, well, yeah, we can take care of that right now. <laughs> 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 and he was like, Oh, after you become a priest. And I was like, Oh, et cetera, et cetera. You don't need, I was like, I was just explaining that you don't need to be, um, you don't need to be a priest to baptize someone. And I was like, yeah. Cause like, it's that it's so important that we don't want to like limit people by their access to i don't
1: i don't need to be a priest to baptize you so i'm going to need you to start dying right now so that (laughs) so that i can do
0: that i do need you to be in grave (laughs) i do need you to be in grave peril so that i can baptize Um... you like
1: are you are you down for this because i'm down um (laughs) <laughs> and I just meant
0: he was like he was like what what he was like, What are the requirements to be baptized? And I was like, Well, step one, you need to be not baptized first. You need to not have been baptized before.
1: Because that is the matter required in the form and matter of the sacrament. Are it? you I'm mocking specific. me right now? Are you no, mocking just, me right no, now? No, I just I just learned this. Oh, okay. I mean I didn't just learn it, but I just <laughs> talked about it the other day.
0: Oh, that's cool. And I was like, Well, you need faith in the Trinity, that like God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and is both God and man. Um, he was like oh i i don't i don't believe it anyway. i was like yeah yeah it's that you can't be baptized I was like, Oh, dang it! Um, and he was like kind of apologizing like people usually like, do when they oh, talk about I'm how sorry. they're not catholic and he's like he's like Dude, i'm sorry yeah. i just i just like i i just don't think that he was god and like even if he was and i was like what do you mean i was like wait 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 wait, wait. hold on even if he was even if he was then what even if he even was, who, like, I even okay, if he okay. was,
1: I, I'm, I'm, I'm too settled in my
0: life. But if what uh, you're saying, change. what you're saying is like, even if he was God. So what you're saying is there's like, okay, for argument's sake, let's pretend that Jesus Christ is God and man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, okay, just, okay. Just, just for just for a fun just conversation, for let's just let's, let's just step outside ourselves and let's just, let's just pretend maybe Jesus was God. Let's, let's pretend that this
0: specific God. person that lived two thousand years ago, whose name everyone knows was actually also the person, <laughs> the one God who created everything that surrounds us right now. Let's just suppose that for a second. Who
1: spoke that you person, into existence. Let's pretend let's just that pretend. that person – Let's just pretend. Let's pretend. that
0: that God became a person, became a man, who walked around in Palestine 2,000 years ago. Then what? What would you do? And he's like, I – I don't know. I'm like, well, you gotta figure it out, dude, because what if it is true? Like, what if someday you find out that it's true? You're gonna have to be like, well, now what? Now what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's what we we're talking about with Father Harrison a couple of weeks ago. It's like that's yeah. that moment of like, oh, well, now what? Is that that that's where we operate?
1: <laughs> and this, I don't want to get too serious. Also, but there's been like some stuff happening in my life recently that's kind of like um, made me realize that young people die and that it's not outside of the realm of possibility for like you or I to die tomorrow, you know? Yeah. It's not outside the realm of possibility for my students or someone on this campus or um, someone I encounter today to not be here tomorrow. Patient urgency. Seriously. And so – do we do we understand our faith in that light do we understand like the the reality of jesus being god in that light of i could not be here tomorrow and every single person i talked to today could not be here tomorrow like just because i'm 22 i'm fit i'm fresh i can squat um more than just the bar like that doesn't mean that <laughs> I'm safe until I'm, you know, 70, 80, 90 years old. And
0: then it's a roll of the dice, you know?
1: And then, yeah. So it, that's, if it's like me struggling to have that correct mindset, then, and I'm a missionary. Like that's my my job to bring Jesus to people. Not my job. You know what I mean? Boy, we yeah. talked about this several episodes ago, but um, it's, when we when we start looking at it with that light, then the incarnation all of a sudden becomes a lot more real Then this reality of like, God was here. He walked around and he, he, he started a church. And then through that church, he gave us faith in him and the scriptures. And we're just going to like walk, like walk around in our daily lives as if that's like, not a big deal.
0: It's yeah, well, like, like who, who, honestly, who am I to, who am I to, to tell, uh, to tell Dakota over there? It's like, well, what, what is, so, uh, suppose that Jesus Christ is God, right? So like, I, I, I come to that crossroads every day. It's like, okay, I believe and have staked pretty much my entire life on Jesus Christ being God, right? Yep. Like that's pretty much, yep. that's pretty much in sentence. I'm,
1: I'm all in on that one.
0: I'm all in on that one. Right. And it's like, so now what? <laughs> That <laughs> now what <laughs> now what should be like the the motto of evangelization? Because it's true. like, because like we're whatever apologetics you want to throw to like get someone to be like, OK, fine. Like you, you finally wear your friend down. You've thrown enough like you've thrown enough the case Ugh. for Christ arguments, at him and yeah. you've gotten you've gotten him worn down. Like, OK, so the body wasn't stolen, etc. The resurrection happened. All right. Everything in the Bible is true. Now what? Because they're asking themselves that question the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm. you know and like, that's a question we should be asking ourselves every day yeah oh now what now you know what? like i i woke up this morning god sustained me for another day now what
0: <laughs> i do not deserve that
1: and it's it's it, we don't and like that's not a question that we ask ourselves it's a question we ask god of like i wake up and i realize like oh my gosh existence like <laughs> I'm still I'm still here. Oh my gosh. There's tangible stuff here. around me. Like I've never not I've never known what it's like to not exist. Young and boy, so tell me, that... what
0: day is it? Why it's Christmas Day! <laughs> Go buy the fattest goose in the store. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> God bless us, tiny Tim. <laughs> Ethan runs down in his stocking cap and nightgown. He's like, no. the ghosts of Christmas past and present and future have shown me the way. Oh, my uh, gosh.
1: My, my teammate used to be like every morning, be like, stop waking me up, shouting about gooses. Stop flipping me quarters at
0: young children passing by on the street. They can't buy a goose with a coin. <laughs> By the
1: fattest goose oh, the, where can, oh. where do I even find a goose? Do I go? <laughs> do I go to Walmart? Where do I need to go? Oh <laughs> my God. Oh man, I don't even know who you are, sir, <laughs> yelling at me. Hey, from totally your house right.
0: it's not it's not a question that we ask each other it's a question that we uh-huh. ask that, no it's a question that like god asks us and like we ask him it's like you have to ask him yeah yeah it's it's a it's... Com- that, that the now what is a conversation between you and him and
1: i was on a roll and you interrupted me with a uh... stupid goose bit
0: I <laughs> so now annoyed Oh, it feels you know how it feels,
1: you know how <laughs> it feels. <laughs> it. i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry that i interrupt you with bits all, all the time
0: that's uh, fine makes the podcast good
1: it well uh, we'll see about that seek 2019 um so (laughs) seek 2019 2019. hashtag seek partner so so, to my point that i was on (laughs) of (laughs) now i don't even know what i was saying i was so excited you were talking about (laughs) the now what
0: question between you and god and waking up and realizing that you're still existing
1: so the question is now what And if we wake up every day and the first thing we look to is Facebook to tell us now what or Twitter to tell us now what or Reddit to tell us now what, that's going to kind of shift our worldview. It's going to kind of shift what we choose to do and how we choose to fulfill that now what question, right? Mm -hmm. And so and I, I still struggle with this. Is like getting up in the morning and asking God, now what? But instead, I I hop on the phone. I check the text from last night. I check the, you know, the so easy. It's so easy to just slide down
0: uh, the notifications bar and be like, what did I miss?
1: Right. What did I miss? What did I miss? And it's not it's not what did you miss? It's what do you have? How is it possible
0: that I missed anything in the eight hours that I'm supposed to be? sleeping? Exactly.
1: Like you didn't miss you were asleep. You didn't miss anything. You're still alive. You have you have existence. Go, go and do something with it. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm yelling at myself right now. God I didn't wake make
0: up, you to look at your phone, Patrick.
1: God didn't make us to, to, souls. to find, to find purpose or meaning in like what other people are doing or what other people are thinking.
0: You are a Swiss army knife of salvation. Now act like it.
1: You are uh, a salvation army knife. knife. Of
0: Swiss, Swiss nation. <laughs>
1: uh. I don't know. I, I I'm still trying to figure this out. I didn't even know I had these thoughts until we brought it up.
0: Let's keep unpacking it. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know because it all ties back to the incarnation, right? In in one way or another, like this is this is why we bow it during the mass at the incarnation in the creed because it shapes everything.
0: This is why we're supposed to bow at the name mention of the name of Christ. It's why we're supposed to sign ourselves when we pass by a chapel or a church. It's because. Mm-hmm. Therein lies the reason why we exist. Like, the greatest thing that has ever happened is that God became man. In O Holy Night, it's one of my favorite, like, more traditional uh, Christmas hymns. Because, Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. It's like we we're just a bunch of sinners who could never achieve the friendship with God that we lost. And now one of us is God. Like there's Ethan, there's Patrick, there's Teresa, there's so-and-so there's Jesus. He's God. There's so-and-so there's like, we're all the same nature. And one of us is God.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What?
0: This isn't something that anybody, any pagan religion could have dreamed of. This isn't something mm. that someone could have invented. Like this just the, the the significance that like just metaphysically of what it means for God to hypostatically bind himself to a human nature. Like there people have argued about this and been heretics about this literally since the since beginning he did of it. the church. Yeah, since he yeah. freaking did it. Um but yeah, it's like it's like, okay, the only explanation Everything that he said about himself, all considered. The only explanation is that Jesus Christ is one person, (laughs) one person. He's not two people. He's not like the God and also bound himself to the man. Like, no, he's one person who has a divine nature, hypostatically united to his body and his soul and his body and his soul are joined. And they're a human nature. And uh, Jesus Christ is the only instance of human nature when body, soul were united in the womb, it didn't create a new person.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It was bound to a person who already existed before uh, the like uh, What? The, 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 they're, they're like, this is, this is a, a debate that was going on for a while. It's like every time a, a body and a soul are united, it creates a new person, right? Right. So then Jesus must be two persons. Right, But I mean, Thomas Aquinas' answer that. is, no, no, no. Well, so oh. Peter Lombard answered, um, no. Well, what happened was his soul and his body weren't united. He was hypostatically united to the soul and the body. But the problem with that is a body and soul that aren't united is a dead body. So that would make yeah. Jesus a zombie. The only time that's true is after he dies. His body is not, separate, is not connected to his soul, but they're both connected to the word, right? Mm-hmm. So Thomas Aquinas' answer is, well, all this means is that Jesus Christ – it's the only time in human history that a person was not created by the joining of a body and a soul. Um, even, even on like the tiniest metaphysical level, the incarnation is, a, is astounding. Um, yeah. And no one could have, no one could have dreamt that. That's not mm-hmm. something that.
1: And it's all there in John one. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, like he just lays it out for us. Like in the beginning was the word. And so it's like Jesus wasn't created. He wasn't invented or.
0: He's not less than the father. He's
1: No, he's not less. He's. But he's he's God. And he. It's oh, it's just it freaks me out. It doesn't freak me out. It's like it's insane to think that like the father is there. And and chooses to to create through the sun, through the second person of the Trinity, through the Word, and also to redeem and save through the Sun, through the second person of the Trinity. And it's like it's it's this it's this I don't it's this cute like bookend sort of thing where like the word said, let there be light. And you know all of these things. And There's the very beginning, and then there was the there was Mary's fiat, which matches that. Let there be light. It was, let it be done to me. Let there be light. She matches that, invites him in, and and then he he he. The passion, death, and resurrection happens, and he attains for us the gift of salvation. And then and now he and he leaves us the Advocate to help us. And it's like it's I. A- these are all very basic things that like we understand yeah. and we know, but it's if you actually like think about it, it's like why did God work in this way? Why the heck don't I think about this all the time? Why does it not consume every ounce of my being? Like
0: Aquinas says who, that uh, the suffering I, 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 and the passion of Christ <clears throat> was seen as favorable to God on account of the extent of the suffering. But that's not the furthest that Christ went. God also infinitely valued the life of Christ. Like that's why the sacrifice was so pleasing to God was because it was infinite. The life given was infinite. But even that wasn't as infinite as the love that Christ Mm -hmm. offered himself with. Mm -hmm. And so Aquinas says that God saw the sacrifice as pleasing because of the love first, then the life of Christ, then the sacrifice like the suffering so it could be said that like the only thing greater than the incarnation is Christ's love for us
1: mhm and 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 then the question is is like how how do we respond to that
0: now what
1: now what because if that's true and i think that it is that the that the the greatest thing is Christ's love for us and we are walking around living life as if there are things more important than that it's It's like even on a on a small level like if your your parents love you a lot and they do something for you, and like let's say you you come home, it's your birthday, they throw this huge party, all your friends are there, and all your favorite foods, like all this stuff. Um, everything you could ever want, like everything that makes you happy, even like on a non-materialistic level, like all the people are there that you want to be there. Um, like you just, you just, you'd love it. And you just, you go in and you don't look at them and you walk up the stairs and you shut your door. It's like, that's what we do to Jesus every single day. (laughs) And like, can you imagine like, to me, like even just describing that made up scenario, it's like, it puts a, it puts hurt on my heart because I would never want to do that to my parents. Right. Yeah. Or to all like, those people that came. Yeah. Or to all those people. Right. Because I know that they love me. Right. And I love them. But you don't. But like love proves itself by works. And so. That is the that is the, the key. Right. For us in this moment. And, you know, whatever we do, whatever we choose to do with our lives, it's like we can walk around always kind of ignoring and like putting a blinder up to like the what Jesus has done right? The, the perfect fulfillment of everything that we could ever desire. And we can just go up to our room and shut the door and like live how we want to live. Or we can put down that blinder and we can look him in the eyes and say, thank you. And actually like join the party and like be with him. And, and that has, it's like a, not a perfect analogy. Like obviously the, the, the parties in heaven and, and all the resurrected bodies and all that stuff, but like, we can live that now, right? We can re- live that relationship with Jesus. Now we can respond to his love now or we can just keep we can just keep our heads down and keep going because we'd rather check our phones <laughs> or uh you know go to the bars or uh whatever whatever it is that we're doing like watch Netflix play video games gossip girl gossip
0: girl <laughs> if you want to watch some mid 2000s television or pray which do you do
1: <laughs> drake and josh please oh man I don't know anything (laughs) (laughs) but I do know this it's all it's all gone everything's every time I get on the podcast I'm like this will be a normal episode that's not gonna change anything (laughs) and then it's like the Holy Spirit comes in it's like and we're just like oh gosh
0: we don't even have to coordinate episode topics anymore
1: no it's great i think as we grow in prayer and in relationship with jesus it gets easier to to just roll up <laughs> and just start talking <laughs> uh, turns
0: like, out turns out praying makes your life easier
1: what who would have thought
0: not easier but you know it makes the suffering easier and well this podcast I, is I don't know about that <laughs>
1: it it makes it makes it easier to see an end to the suffering but I don't I don't know if it doesn't make the suffering easier. The this
0: suffering may have been because sucks. of the whole beatific vision thing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But something else about Christ is that um he on the cross suffered infinite pain uh-huh. because of the horror that was being committed against such an infinite good, but he right. also experienced an infinite joy because he saw the end to which this suffering was pointed. And that's that's not just in a figurative sense or like a theoretical sense. He saw the Blessed Virgin Mary the whole time. He saw what his passion was going to achieve, right? He saw that the fruit of the passion, one of the fruits, was the Immaculate Conception, which is coincidentally the feast that we're celebrating on the recording of this podcast.
1: Um, crazy how that works.
0: Yeah, crazy. So... Yeah, i don't know how mary ties into all of this incarnation stuff but she does i'm sure
1: she does absolutely if anybody (laughs) could figure out it's you but that's
0: i mean the fact that the fact that she was the
1: you know the the mother of god has a lot Mm -hmm. to do with the incarnation i mean i think that's just a step too far
0: (laughs) (laughs) um wow yeah uh seek um (laughs) <laughs> follow us on twitter um,
1: uh yeah is instagram whatever. whatever i don't uh, i don't i literally don't care like I, I don't care if you follow me on twitter i don't care if you email follow me us on if anything.
0: you want I, I i got an email from someone a, a, a couple days ago and that interaction was worth so much more than you following me on twitter so if you want to talk to exactly. me email me patrick Seriously. at
1: ethan at the Crunchcast.com such a great conversation I,
0: I, shout out person
1: <laughs> I do not care about Twitter. I do not care about our numbers on the podcast. I do not care about anything
0: <laughs> except but the I, life, death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior the Jesus life, death, Christ.
1: Jesus. But I do, like if you want to talk, if you want to chat, let me know. Like I got I got the most amazing email this week, Patrick. Like the oh my gosh, I cannot describe it. See, I'll tell you after the show like all the intricacies of Perfect. this Perfect. But um but you i hopefully you know who you are if you sent me this email and i i am just so freaking jazzed. like it i'm i don't want to cry on the podcast but like That's my job. the i know it is and <laughs> i i don't want to be famous i don't want to have a famous podcast i don't want to have a anything i don't want people to recognize me at seek i don't want any of that i don't care about any of that i care that people are encountering jesus through the stuff that we're talking about i care that people are coming to know this stuff, right? This, the incarnation, the the passion, death, and resurrection, like what that means for them and like how they can have a deeper relationship with him through what we talk about. That's yeah. the only thing that I care about. I do not care that we're recording live at Seek. I do not care that we get speaking gigs. I do not care that Matt Frad referenced us on his podcast. Like it's fun to joke about those things, like tell them to people and like all this stuff, but I genuinely have no interest in them. The only thing that matters.
0: I'm probably going to forget all about them when I'm enraptured exactly. in the beatific vision. Right. Like, God none of it's going to matter.
1: None of it's going to matter when we're dead. And the only thing that's going to matter is that the people that are listening to this and you and me are going to be united in Christ. Let's go. After we die. That's the only thing. So jazzed. And so whatever. Like, burn it all. Like, it's all straw. Like it's all, it's, it's all dung, everything,
0: but we love you.
1: We do love you. Like, is this not a diss on our listeners? This is a, I don't care about anything except you and like our relationship with Jesus and just read scripture, please. And pray and unite your will to the Lord's and follow him because it's going to change everything for the better. And it might be hard but that's good because there's not enough things in our lives that are hard right now because Satan wants everything to be easy and we fall into that every day just just pray please just go to God and just say i want to know you more and i want to love you more and he will give you he'll he'll give that to you it could be ways to do it you just have to trust him and look for it and get out of your own head and get out of your own life and yeah, all that stuff. I don't have any jokes, sorry. Mm. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm wiped. I need I'm I'm done. Amen. Badger, do you have anything else for the people?
0: And now let us stop talking and pray to God that we may take into our hearts the things about which we have spoken. Amen.
1: Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you next week.